I mean, I did have a paranormal paranormal experience in my room. Yes. I don't know if I told you I had sexual relations with a ghost. Um, you didn't tell me about this. It's you know you don't kiss and tell. You try not to, but maybe if, if they fucked up my glasses, I don't know if you can see the scratches, the vertical scratches on my glasses. Then it's all you know. All bets are off. I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss and tell. Yes, um, I slept with a ghost. We didn't do much sleeping, if you know what I'm talking about. But they ruined my glasses, and and these are. And it's, I guess, apropos because it is, you know, I did sleep with a ghost and these are ghost hunting glasses. I'm sure they were pretty angry that they found out I was a ghost hunter. I didn't really disclose that. That's not really a first date kind of thing I talk about, you know? Yeah. So, so how'd it go? How was it? Um, I mean, like, what was your experience? I don't mean to be crass. And I know that this is a show, a very serious right uh, platform that we're speaking on. So I, Mainly as an investigator, I want to know, like, how was it? Um, it's everything you'd, you'd want it to be and more. The scene in Ghost, the movie with Patrick Swayze, where he envelops her while they're making a, a clay sculpture that they eventually just, you know, discard. It's like that, except imagine if Patrick Swayze was 400 pounds and he used all of his body mass and enveloped you. You know, it was the kind of pressure and weight of, of, I'm not sure what kind of ghost I encountered, but it was, it was a large presence. Um, and, you know, people say when they, they feel a ghost coming or a spirit, the, the bed will kind of depress. It'll, 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 it'll fall down a little bit. You know, mine nearly crashed through the ground. When, when, when I felt that ghost get on the bed, it nearly crumbled. If I had a waterbed, it would have pierced. And I, w- I would have been drowning in water, truly. And I'm actually kind of glad we, we spoke about this because waterbeds, guys, what the hell were you thinking? You're, you're sleeping on ghosts. And the only thing protecting you is like a little piece of plastic. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that's not really in, in fashion anymore because if I had a waterbed, then I would have drowned that night from, from the ghost pounding away at me. And, and, and that's the other thing too, guys. Um, I, I, I did not have a, you know, a much say in, in the way that the ghost liked to sleep with, with people. So it, it was a very commanding ghost. It was a very, but you know, um, overall it was a nice experience because at the end of the day, it, uh, I felt a kiss right on my cheek. You know, um, my hair was tussled a little bit and then um, the covers went over me and, and, it, and it put me, tucked me in. So that was kind of nice. It was romantic in that way. But like I said, it was very large um everything was very large if you know if you know what i'm talking about so um i i I would say only if you are an experienced ghost hunter or you know have had this experience before you won't know what it feels like until you feel it you know so um I, i don't have his number and him or her or they or them i'm not sure what kind of ghost it was but I wouldn't recommend it because they end up messing up your, your ghost hunting gear. You know, I, I, got, I got ectoplasm on me, and that was, I figured, normal, normal experience. But they ruined my glasses. So I'm not happy with that. But overall, I guess the actual pounding away, that was nice. So that's my evidence. That's my personal evidence. Other people have different stories, but that's mine.
and and I've heard that there was a woman who slept with a pirate ghost. Some kind of um, some kind of pirate. She was on on a cruise, and happened to be in the same water as a pirate, um, in his life. And so he, you know, he he got to sleep with her, and and I guess that was supposed to be nice. I think they got married. Mm. Yeah. So your sex life doesn't end when your body is gone. Um, no. You know, they say sex is a very spiritual experience, so it makes sense that ghosts can cross over to that very unique physical yet spiritual connection happening at the same time. Um, that's really beautiful. Is there anything that we, that, you know, people should look out for geo, like in terms of, you know, when did you know that this started happening to you? Do you think there was anything that brought this on? Um, yeah. And you know, they say you put intention out there in the world. And it comes back to you, you know, you, you want something so bad. So I had been watching this movie, uh, Casper, and there was something about um, one, of the, one of the uncles, the, the big one. Do you remember that guy? I thought about him and, and, and I, was, I was looking at him and I thought to myself, you know, I wonder what he's like in, in, you know, in real life. I could take him on, right? I thought, I thought that to myself. I could take on that ghost. Because if you see in the movie... Um, the, the dad uses a vacuum cleaner and just sucks him up. And it's as easy as that. And he sucks him up so, so nice and clean that there's, there's no mess. And I thought I could suck him up as easy as that. I could suck him up faster even. So I think is the hubris, me, me challenging the universe that I could suck up that fat ghost as fast as the uh, Bill Pullman did. And, you know, I'm not ex- experienced. I wasn't on, on set during that movie. I, I didn't see the presence. I only felt it. And it was big. Like I said, it was very large. But Bill Pullman did it like a pro. And I thought I could do it just as easy. And it's a lot harder than it looks. I'll tell you that. I mean, that I, there's only one Bill Pullman, as we all know. So, um, I mean, his name also, you break that down, Pullman. Like, of course, he's going to be able to pull up that ghost. That's mm-hmm. his namesake. That's what he has been put on this earth to do, is to suck up ghosts. And he was also in an environment surrounded by crew that, you know, even though Casper's a friendly ghost, it is always good to practice good ghost safety on set. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, if you have Bill, Bill Pullman on set, you're in good hands. So, yeah, and I thought I was as good as as, as him, and I'm and I'm not, and I'm yeah. sorry. Gio, I wish you would have, yeah, and I wish you would have, you know, perhaps called me and, you know, I at least could have uh, been there with you virtually. Um, but, you know, I've also just recently uh, have come back from my second lobotomy. So, you know, I apologize that I wasn't able to be there for you. Um, but, you know, there's things that we all have to take care of as well. And that for me at that time was the lobotomy. Wow. And, and this is something that we're going to talk about. Um, welcome to the week of Ghost in the Scene, guys. I know it's been a while, and I know we're in some weird places, and we're, we'll explain that. But we're getting this transmission out to you guys because we needed you to know that we're still alive. We're still out here. And, in fact, we are thriving. Um, it may not look like it, but we are thriving. So last week, we recorded an episode with special guest Rashid Custer. And... 
there was uh, some some difficulties. We were hacked. I I think it had a lot to do with the content that we were talking about that day, and that's why I don't really want to bring it up because we could be hacked again. So Rob, you talked about how last week you got a lobotomy. Yes. And this was a big, big life decision for you. You, you, you had a lot of uh, consultations. We talked about this, whether it was good or bad. And ultimately you decided that it was, it was the right thing to do. So um, can you explain your experience and why you had to get a second lobotomy? It was all because of this hack and breach because as soon as you're lobotomized, you're in a very weakened state, as you can imagine. Uh, you have a chunk of your brain ripped out from you. Uh, and I know this is, sounds shocking to a lot of you, but it is just, and I don't recommend everyone to get a lobotomy. You know, it should be really a last minute, last end, not minute. You should really plan for it. The, a last you know, course of action. Uh, I was possessed the week prior by a spiteful demon. It wouldn't give us a lot of information. I still don't know who or what that demon was, but it had a grip in the, in my cerebral cortex. And we just had to go in there and grab that bit and pull it out. Uh, And if, you're in a situation where you need to get a ghost out of your brain, get a lobotomy. Um, and from our second, you know, from our last show, you know, we've never had, you know, we've had breaches on the show. You know, you, you can go back to our archives and you can hear. And for those of you who have been listening for some time, you know, you've heard the truth. You know that people are constantly, people of high powers are constantly trying to, break into our stream and silence us. Um, I mean, I think we learned a very valuable lesson last week in what we were speaking of. Uh, And I hope to come back later and be able to speak. You know, I know we will speak on this topic at one time, but we will do so responsibly. Mm -hmm. And it was the responsible thing for me to do to get a second lobotomy. Uh, so I'm broadcasting for you all today. I just got this lobotomy. Um, a, the bandages are fresh on my on my forehead, um, and I've been drinking a lot of Jello. Um, not eating, but drinking it. Mm. The doctor told you to drink the Jello. I don't remember. I'm I'm just drinking Jello at this point. Interesting. And, and hopefully there's some, some nutrients in that jello that they're giving you. I, you know, there's a lot of brain that your brain has to replace. You know, um, I, th- I think you're right in, in, in removing parts of your brain to get out of possessions. I think that's a very smart decision because they can no longer go back into that part of your brain. You know, I mean, and then here's what I think, though. I think that there has to be some kind of replacement, you know, unless unless you don't, you know, you want to intend to mine your entire brain at some point the, the ghost will have won so there has to be some kind of brain replacement that's why ghost in the scene is looking for a sponsor for brain pills i know there's a lot of people out there that are selling snake oil fake fake ass brain shit we want the real deal brain replacement uh pills hopefully they look like little brains that way we have the confidence that they are actually working 
So if anybody has an, an, any connect on that, we need Rob to grow some of his brain back. And we need to make sure that it's ghost friendly and it's also gluten free. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, exceptions that we need to make sure that we don't fall into. I mean, that's why I've been drinking all the Jello too. It has like the same consistency of brain. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm trying some home homemade re re uh, recipes as well. So when you can, you know, do it yourself, folks. It, there's so many things out there that you can just like pick up from the ground, rub it, make it into an oil, uh, shoot it up. Turn your it into nose, Jello. Yeah. Turn it into Jello. And you know. Um, you know, Ghost in the Scene, we, we're always thinking about the future. And so we're going to be having a uh, one-of-a-kind, Rob's only, Jell-O uh, blended recipe. So um, Jell-O drinkers Brain replacement, there. yeah. Mm -hmm. Rob's brain replacement drink. And, it, and it's going to be Jell-O that you drink. And we'll, we'll have a whole Instagram series based on, on the different kind of drinks that he's made that helps him recover parts of his brain that he lost. Because... You know, the, the problem that I've had with doctors in the past, when you, when you get uh, something removed, they don't let you keep it when it's, it's your body. And, and yet, you know, I've had teeth uh, removed and they, they've told me, oh, no, I'm sorry. You know, that's ours now. Sorry, sucker. You know, you, you signed up and, and the, the signature said that we get to keep your teeth. So, and, and you know, that kind of stuff is voodoo laden they can do whatever they want with parts of your body and who knows what they're doing with it so that is scary and so when they remove parts of your brain they could just be adding it to a larger brain pile and if you think about it everybody who's getting lobotomized these days probably is haunted and so they're taking haunted bits of brain and they could be collecting it into a larger haunted brain somewhere out there I'm not sure where that is. I'm not sure if it's happening, but we live in a multiverse. That means that it is happening somewhere. And the fact that it's happening anywhere is a step too far for me. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that it's, you're concerning bits of the body that are connected with the spiritual realm, which can gravitate between multiple different universes. So the fact that even if it's not happening in our universe, these brains are still being harvested. And, you know, part of the way to do that, to, to fight against this is on an individual level, is just having good brain health, you know, have a healthy brain, um, have a good brain, everybody. Yeah. And, and you won't have to get lobotomized or. And if you do, and if you do just like know the steps to healing that brain, because you're creating a hole as well. And sometimes that hole can be filled by even more ghosts. Which is why I had the second lobotomy, folks. All right, like this is a not a this isn't like going getting a flu shot or anything. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. It's, it's not crazy. as easy. Yeah, you even get sick sometimes when you get the flu shot. So it's the same thing, but it's you know think of that, but on such a larger scale because it has to do with your brain, folks. Wow, and so thank you for for being able to um, come to us with that information and to be at the hospital still recovering. And I, I'm sure you're in a, in a pretty clearly um, hyper cognitive state right now. You, you are speaking at such a high level and, and with such force and authority that 
you seem to be recovering better than you were before. You know, I, I didn't want to say you were haunted before or that you had, you know, but sometimes you would say stuff that was, was a little questionable. And now I, I can tell there's no quiver in your voice. It, it's, it's solid. It's present. I love, I love seeing you this way, Rob. It's all in the jello, Joe. Wow. That's a t-shirt right there, guys. So we're going to be selling once we find a sponsor for brain pills. So brain pills in the front and the back is going to say, it's all in the jello, geo, because just, just for, the, for the way that it rhymes. Wow. This is beautiful. Um, I'm glad. And, you know, I, let me explain, guys, where I am. Um, I'm all about positivity today because um, I'm in a very dark place, and positivity is something that I need. So I am in a sewer um, under Comedy Central headquarters at the roast of Alec Baldwin. It happened a few days ago. And what I've been doing is I know for a fact that everybody in there took a dump because, you know, Comedy Central headquarters has very nice heated uh, toilet covers. And so, you know, and, and they, they take the 10 ply toilet paper, the thick kind, and they use that. So people, it's luxurious. So I've been sifting through everybody's feces. Now, guys, it's not, it's not a pretty sight. I'm glad you don't have smell-o-vision where you are. Or if you're just listening to audio, you know, this, I know this, the stench is still stretching to you, but bear with us on this one. Yeah. Alexander Ray Baldwin. Here's what I've learned so far. He likes hot dogs. I counted at least five separate sausages in his stool. Hmm. At least five separate sausages. That means he had five hot dogs in the last time that he pooped from from the roast. Now, what I'm considering is they have an actual barbecue before the roast. And he went a little crazy. He was nervous. So we had five hot dogs. That could be it. Or there could be something more nefarious. And that's why I've been I've been down here. I've been analyzing. And then, of course, there's other people. Jeff Ross, he's the roast master, right? And he had nothing but peanut butter in his stool. It was 98% peanut butter. So I'm not sure what he's doing, and I'm not sure if that's the way he prepares. But it was nothing but peanut butter. So we have no jelly, no, no bread, nothing, just peanut butter. So th this is a mystery that is waiting to be solved Nobody even knew there was something happening. Caitlyn Jenner, nothing but milk and soy. Milk and soy. Not soy milk, but separately milk and, and soy. Soy, exactly. So they're what they're doing it's is sanity. They're chugging milk and then eating soy and making their own soy milk. Right? And and this is not a scandal. Nobody knows this. So guys. This may not be pretty, a pretty sight, but this is necessary. And this is what being in the scene means. So I'm going to be down here for the next few days. There's still more people that I have to look through. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro had a whole grapevine in his stool, not even digested. There was still grapes. And since, of course, it's been a few days, I had to wash, wash off the grapevine, and I did eat a few grapes. How are they? They were good. They were good quality. 
and mm. preserved. And, you know, I, I think part of his stool preserved some, some of the grapes. And so some of them were still crunchy, kind of sour. So they were good. So, I mean, it's not all negative down here, you know? Uh, we know that De Niro's eating good grapes, and we know... Or producing them in some way. Whoa. Whoa. Now we're fucking talking, Rob. Yes. What if he's making grapes in his stomach? Okay. Well, I mean, th- there's still more that I, that I have to check down here. Um, I'm not done with all of his grapes, so maybe I'll bring one back for you. And then we can analyze it, see if it has De Niro's DNA inside the grape. Um, that's interesting. And if we had a seed, maybe we could plant plant the grape and, and see if like De Niro comes out. Mm. A young De Niro. Obviously, much more research to be had here and to stay in the scene for. Absolutely. So um, the roast, I'm sure, went well. I, I heard a lot of laughing. Um, not many toilet flushes during the actual roast. So I'm guessing that nobody went, went to the toilet during that point. So that's good. Um, so down here, you know, there's, there, there's some ghosts that I've had to deal with, which is why I brought you know, all my equipment down here. And I have to say, um, being away from the scene has really weakened my abilities. There's, there's, there's something about the power of community that I've missed. And so um, I think we have to really bring our evidence to the people or else we start, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's the saying. We have to start using our clout a little bit more. We have to start using our expertise. You know, when I was touched by a ghost, that was months ago. That was, that was you know, when I was less experienced. And, and, and I'll just, I'll, I'll be nice to myself and say that. I have the, you know, the evidence that uh, Alexander Ray Baldwin eats the five third. hot dogs, the third, and eats five hot dogs in, in, a, in a single sitting. Now that has to be paranormal. Joe, you know, it also just makes me think about our last published episode when we were talking about Kevin Smith and his hot dogs, his Nazi hot dogs. Yes, the Bratzies. You wonder, the Bratzies. And I was wondering if in his stool, did you notice any evidence of Bratzies or anything similar? You know, if there's Bratzies, why aren't there like, you know, commie dogs or uh, oh my God. You know, XYZ, I, you know? I didn't want to say it. I was waiting to to release it in my dissertation to become a doctor, but I did find a miniature hammer and sickle in his stool. Get out. And and it's, it's so tiny that I can't even show it on screen. Let me, let me, it's right there. Can you see it? I, you know, with my glasses, just with my glasses. Right. You can kind of see it. Yes. It's, it's so small. I, as soon as I remove them, it's it's like it disappears. Yeah. If if you guys if you guys don't have uh, special glasses, you guys won't be able to see what's on my hand. But there is a tiny hammer and sickle that I took from from Alexander Ray Baldwin the Third's stool, containing five hot dogs. So yes, this is a continuation of the Kevin Smith Bratzi, and you know this is it being brought to reality. And I had to come to the Comedy Central headquarters just to find this. So there's evidence all around you guys. Um, and if you guys haven't spent a week in a, in a sewer, you're doing it wrong. You're, do, you're living life wrong. There is evidence down here. 
uh, how can you, right. I mean, that's where all, everything flows through the sewers at some point. So if you're not, if you don't know what's going on in our, in the depths, how can we possibly see the heights? Exactly. You know, you could climb a tree and, and learn a lot, right? Peeping Toms, people that, people that spy with drones, people that, you know, have airplanes and they have binoculars, they look down and stuff. That's from a height perspective, you could have a right. great they vantage point. They've seen a lot. Exactly. But what's under the surface? Everyone talks about going deep, going low. You know, what is lower than the sewer? Scientists will tell you there's the crust, there's the mantle, there's the inner core. Um, metaphysicists will tell you there's the atom, there's the neutron, you know, electron. I'm going to tell you the sewer's it. That's as low as it goes. For ghosts in the scene, it's the sewer, and then there's hell. Okay? And then there's the, the spirit world. And, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. But that's in the heights. You go higher, you go above to find the spirit realm. To go below, there's the sewer, and then there's hell. So here, here I am in the sewer, and, I, and you, know, you, you put your, your ear to the water, to the dirty, shitty water, and you could hear the screams. I didn't want to say that. That's also my dissertation. But you could hear the screams of, of, of people crying. That's definitely the river sticks, right? It leads to, to hell. So there's a lot of uh, you know, symbolism down here. There's a lot of um, strange rats, rodents, that have you know, carved out their little niche down here. And so, um, you know, I've been making friends with them. I, I've been making friends. And it's kind of the TMNT, the Ninja Turtle kind of vibe. Some of them have learned English. Some of them only know, you know, French Canadian. So it, the, the, the language barrier is hard. But I understand what they mean when they say that they're hungry, you know, that kind of stuff. So we've been getting along. We've been eating some grapes together. I've been sharing, you know. And that's what the community is all about. That's what I've been missing in the Ghost in the Scene team. So, you know, I think it's time we unveil the rest of the team, you know, to, to the world. Because we've, we've had so many people consulting with us. And, of course, you know, we had Rashid come in and, and the tragedy of, of getting hacked. So I think it's time that we bring some people into the fray and show, you know, the world that we're not afraid anymore, that, that we're going to have all of our cards on the table. You have doctors that lobotomized you, Rob, and, and I'm sure that they, they want to tell their tale. You know, you're, you're a psychiatrist, you're, 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 you're psychic. You know, we still have people working in CNN, you know, and they're covering all kinds of stuff. So I, I want to really show people, the Ghost in the Scene family, what we're capable of and how far our actual hand stretches into the world, you know? Right, because at the end, this show, you know, we're only the hosts of this show. You know, you see us and you hear us the most, but really this show is so much larger than just us two and it's time that that is that that is presented and there's so much energy involved in that is part of the reason why we haven't been able to do so to begin with but now uh you know fresh off a new lobotomy geo after geo's good work in the sewers and countless others like we said doctors street team developers crunching the numbers making our firewalls safe so we can not just bring us but all of our guests not really guests it's the family 
the Ghost in the Scene family, mm -hmm. street, the team, you could say, uh, and all of you. Uh, and we're going to bring you, yes, you who are listening right now, we're going to bring you closer as well because you are 100% just as involved as anyone else. You're putting your spirit into this show, and we feel that. All right? We're with you on this. Yeah. So uh, until next time, guys, um, we want you to stay safe, stay in the scene. I'm going to get out of the sewers in a few days once I, once I sift through everything here, and I'll bring back some more evidence. And Rob, I hope you recover safely and, you know, you, you put your legs up to see there's some stirrups in the back. Um, so, you, you know, you put your legs in those stirrups and kind of relax. You know, you, know you, you need a break. Your brain needs to recover. I will. I got some VHS tapes um, that Mark uh, inspected, Mark the horse, um, made sure he gave me his personal collection, actually. So thank you, Mark, for your personal VHS collection that I am watching with my legs up. Uh, slurping on some jellos, um, uh, just real sneak peek on that. Uh, mint is really good to put in it. Ooh, refreshing! I love it. Well, um, take care, and we will see you next time with hot news, hot investigations, hot takes, and even hotter ghosts. Because you know that large ghost that I met—that's not the—that's not the only one. If you know what I'm talking about. So, until um, next time, guys. Stay in the scene. Keep those eyes on the screen. All right, take care.